And we're back with Survivor Hot Takes. I don't know what the hell that was. Uh, it is <laughs> Coach Drew, a.k.a. Nalia's Mint. God. Uh, and, and Emily, a.k.a. Hashtag bring back probes on a chopper. Uh, so I'm assuming we're going to start with that before we get into the. the I have to talk about this. This is something that's been weighing on me for 84 years, um, Andrew. Um, and this is what it is. For the first, was it eight seasons? We were graced with Jeff Probst's presence, making it look like he was guiding the votes back to America through like <laughs> through trial and tribulation, like up and down helicopters, choppers, jet skis. And it brought me life, soul, purpose, a little bit of attraction. And I'm saying that I think that it's really important that we should bring it back. And should Survivor make it another season after it becomes renewed? This has to be something that we bring back from the olden days. I'm begging you. It's my favorite thing. My So my favorite Jeff Probst thing that he did didn't even actually happen. It's just the moment in Cambodia where Cass says, I hope he gets on a jet ski. Because <laughs> I just recently finished rewatching Cambodia for like a thousandth time. And when she says that, I lost my mind like it was the first time I'd ever heard that. Just because it's so... First of all, so cast, but also, like, that's something that I would say if I was sitting on the jury and Jeff walked up with the boats. It's like, oh, I hope he gets on a jet ski or a helicopter or whatever he's doing. Um, so, yes, I, I, I... Do you agree I, with me as someone who I, takes the game seriously? I actually don't want them back because it's like... It's, what else could he do? What else could he do at this point? What, what, like, what mode of transportation he has he not taken? extra Andrew he just has to get back on the chopper that's all I ask it honestly it it warms me it make it really hypes me up my adrenaline I could have punched through a wall re-watching that like it just brought me so much life and solace god I'm so we are talking about so this is the first of a four-part series that we're doing um this month discussing the four black winners of Survivor uh we're going to be going in chronological order so of course we're tonight we're starting with uh, my f- second favorite of those four. Oh, it's really hard. Second favorite of those four, maybe I Who's don't know. I'm not gonna do it. the next oh, one. Oh, you don't want to get. Uh, well, the next oh, one. <laughs> oh, that's a good um, So we're talking about Vesepia and Marquesas. Now, this is not going to be a, uh, a Marquesas recap as much as it is talking about Vesepia, um, her game, um, things surrounding. Things that she was doing, things surrounding her in the game that may not have had any type of impact. Uh, so it's probably going to end up turning into a Marquesas review. Um, so as, as people that have watched this season before, or this season, this uh, show before, know um, Marquesas has always had a special place in my heart because it was the first time a Black Winter happened, and I remember sitting in my mom's hair salon and, you know being 10 or 11 years old and watching Vesepi one and me crying with me and everyone in the salon celebrating, like, you know, we had been freed again. Uh, my goodness. Uh, everyone celebrating. And like, from then on, like, it's just, I will always have a sentimental spot in, in my heart for, for that win. Um, and then, you know, obviously I, as I got older, I got on survivor Reddit and survivor internet and I realized People don't like the set or realize at that time. People didn't like the Seppi that much. Yeah. They were all about this weird Kathy train that, like, I still don't get. Um, I kind of like her it, though. She grew on me this season. 
And then, like, in the last couple years, the Seppi has started to get uh, more uh, more fans in, in her court. But I'm not a hipster. Or I guess I am a hipster because I was a Seppi fan before all of those people came around. So Keep your went, pinky oh, high, Andrew. Huh? Keep your pinky high. Thank you. Uh, what, was your, what was your thought of her when you when she when you first watched the season, and as you have watched the season more and more, or yeah. at least once more, um, watched, what were your thoughts? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Like, so I've watched the season I think three times. I watched it whenever I was a youth. I think I was like five, maybe five or six. Okay, so that to me, like honestly, I can't tell you what my emotions were on a day-to-day basis, let alone watching that. But I remember this season and I remember the emotions that I felt during the season watching it, which was really surprising, I guess, you know, because I feel like whenever I, I, I mentioned this before in previous episodes here, like whenever I, I watch, I got back into Survivor at the start of the pandemic. I was like, well, this would be a great form of escapism, you know, whatever. And then I just became like obsessed, you know? And um, I remember watching Vesepia's season. That was the first season that I watched. And um, she, I remember at the very end when she won in Central Park and just like the emotions, like oh my, my mom called me at the worst time. I was sobbing. I was like, she tried so hard. But I was like, oh my God, I have to leave, you know? But I remember really respecting her and respecting her gameplay because she really gave me like a very calm, cool vibe, you know, very, very passionate about the beliefs that she had, not just like spiritually, but you know, but how that guided her in her practice and just how well she was able to really knit in with every single relationship. So I thought that it was very well deserved in my opinion. Yeah. And so obviously I'm, I am extremely biased. I think she played great, a great social game. And since the social game is the only thing I care about, I think she did amazing. I think that because Survivor fans, certain Survivor fans are so programmed to think, oh, big moves and this, that, and the other, it's like, yeah, if you want that, this is probably not the season for you because, like, she's a part of maybe two big moves the entire season. Um, But, like, that's not what her game was. It's not the game that Michelle Fitzgerald played or the the game that Tommy played. Um, it, but it works and it gets you the win. So like this whole robbed queen Kathy thing has just been annoying me for, oh, uh, it should have been her in the finals, but the Sepia lied to her. I'm like, so They're like, yeah. you guys love Russell hands. You love Russell hands. And all he does is that. So like, right. screw you. Um, right. so going, let's go back to the beginning of the season. Uh, I can remember that far. Just kidding. <laughs> and she's we uh, she's on the Maramo tribe, which is like a train wreck from the very beginning. But they have the better characters. She obviously doesn't stand out as a character on that tribe, but she she's on the right side of of that tribe. So she's with Sean, who's close with Rob, and Rob is the one that's basically running the show. Uh, or running the tribe, uh, especially after they pulled the the blind side on Hunter. Um, so, what did you think of the Sepia pre-merge, pre-swap, pre-merge, pre-swap? That's a really good question. Um, and honestly, like, and I've talked to you about this a few times. Like, I think that a lot of the times, whenever there's a winner 
that whose moves are um, a lot more underground and not and, and more underwater. They aren't people that you really recognize that much. We even saw it in the most recent season with Erica. Like we barely saw Erica have a pulse until the merge. And that's the main reason why I was like, there's no way in hell this woman's going to win, you know, because I barely saw her, you know. And I think with Vesepia, it kind of paralleled that. Um, I don't think that she made bad moves. I just don't think that I saw enough of her moves or a lot of her moves really highlighted because they were so underground. I think that she was able to do a great job at being able to manipulate the numbers in her favor, but being able to stay a lot with the bigger people, the stronger numbers, the stronger um, intellectual and social threats and the stronger physical threats. But it still really surprised me that Hunter was the first one because people really depended on him or they, they could have depended on him to hopefully propel them further, you know? She was the third one. Oh, was he third? Yeah, because they got they got rid of Crazy Peter and then Mama. And I forgot then, about Mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's still so early, like a man with yeah. that much muscle, you know, like that to me blew my mind. Well, and th that's the thing about the Mararamu tribe, and and I'm gonna bring this up a lot. Vesepia played a Tina Wesson type game as far as and a Jeremy Collins later uh, type game of like using meat shields without actually ever saying the phrase meat shields. It's like with True. Tina, she had, you know, all of her Ogacore tribe at the merge. Then she had Colby for until the end. The Sepia had Rob in front of her. She had Sean in front of her. She probably had, um, eh, I think the two, I think the two of them, mainly, uh, in front of her on the original Mararamu tribe, and then we'll talk about what happens with the swap. Right. Um, so, as long as these big people are targeting each other, you know, eventually taking out Hunter and all that, um, she's fine as long as she votes with the numbers. Because then it looks like I'm just being subservient, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm just here for a good time. When in reality... She's not the person making the big noise, you know? Exactly. And I think that, was, that was the big issue, especially with Sean and Rob at the start, is that they were just the people who were blatantly being, um, what's the word of like, not, not even subservient, like really just the rejecting. Opposite. Yeah. The yeah. opposite. What's the opposite of subservient? Like arrogant, maybe. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think of the word. Just, just like, the really leadership disobedient, role. maybe. Yeah. yeah like, the leadership you know? role. Yeah. And so, and because of that, like that did give her a lot more protection, but I think that it was great too, because she didn't fall under, um, the, like the platform of not being a good performer in challenges. So she wasn't an easy target because she wasn't doing anything wrong. She just dominated Kim queen. Um, but like, she wasn't doing like the things that were bad. Right. But she wasn't doing things that were like really outstanding, which I think that was a, that's, that's a good game for people to play until they hit the merge, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I think that especially because the swap happens, uh, I think, around episode four uh it might be often uh, by episode with that so the swap happens around then and you know rotu's owning the game at this point and then her rob and sean all end up on rotu with the rotu four plus gabe am i right yes i'm right um they swap they swap with the rotu four plus gabe and immediately you know this is old school survivor it should be pretty bang, 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 take out Rob, Sean, and Vesepia. And every time it's mentioned 
that like, oh yeah, we're going to stay Rochu strong. I think they say it in that order of either Sean Rob Vesepia or Rob Sean. But Vesepia is always last because immediately she like acclimated herself with these people that, you know, a lot of people would give up and say, oh, I got swap screwed. There's no point to doing this. It was like, no, she saw that I need to do something to save my butt in this game. Rob and Sean, specifically Rob, are being dicks about everything. Right. Go ahead, and go ahead. that in itself really protects her. And I think that, like, another big thing with Vesepi and her gameplay is, like, it's one thing to be, like, a person who stays under the radar in a strong tribe, okay? Like, that that's a completely different story. But with Vesepia, she had to learn how to be the most neutral person in the most chaotic tribes that there's ever been with the most chaotic characters that there's ever been. Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine the emotional patience and turmoil that had to, like, really like take place because I you knew I would have gone like right left smack yeah. right hook moment you know and so I'm not a religious person but like I gotta believe it was her like hey like praying and count- playing on to the Bible yeah. for her dear life because that's yeah. exactly what I would have been doing <laughs> it's a lot you know I mean it's just a lot of people with a lot of emotions and as Jeff Probst said like Marquesas was he said like the worst place that they've ever filmed Strictly because of those no-no bugs, like getting eaten alive by that, the sand, the hot sun, the mud. Like it was just, I mean, the environmental factors alone could drive a person crazy. Yeah, and you're playing in a game uh, of manipulation for 39 days. That'll yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we get we get to the sw- we get to the swap. Uh, what people on the internet might call swap screwed, but she didn't get screwed, and neither did Sean. Or Rob, technically, because... Or, yeah, all three of the Ameriramu people that got swapped didn't get voted out during the pre-merge, and they went to one tribal council. I think they went to one tribal council. Right. So, they merge. And, you know, Rob... And this is, like, I'm not the biggest Boston Rob fan. Well, Rob, you're wrong. <laughs> Rob is saying, Vesepi is kissing ass. Uh, I don't trust V anymore because she's kissing ass. I'm not going to do this. And it's like, well, that's why you're going to inevitably lose. And that's kind of the point whenever you're in the minority. You've got to kiss as much ass. I don't care whose ass you kiss. you you just got to pick one and just start sucking. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> kissing. We're not sucking your ass. Oh, uh, not there. No, don't do that. <laughs> but V does what Sean and Rob are not doing. Sean and Rob are antagonizing people. Sean right. and Rob are antagonizing John and you know, telling Kathy everything that's going on, and what they're telling Kathy is true. Like the row two four straight up said, "Yeah, we're going to get rid of uh, these three, and then it's Kathy, Nalia, Pascal at the bottom. Then the four of us going to fight it out." Right. And they're they're causing chaos. Where the chaos uh, at that point, the round that Rob goes home doesn't work, and V votes against Rob because she's smart enough to realize. If I want to fight and let them pick off Sean and potentially let them pick off Kathy, I've got to be on the right side of the numbers right now for me to even have a chance. Right. And honestly, like, I think that that in itself was a really big move. You know, I think that we we talked about how how one or two moves tend to define a winner. Um, And I, I mean, at least in my eyes, you know, so her being able to let go of the person that other people deem as the weakest link, you know, whether that's just someone who 
emotionally is weighing down the tribe or physically, whatever the case. In Rob's case, it was a lot more emotional and like in, like in tactical, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, she chose to let that person of her own go in order to pledge more allegiance to the majority. And that in itself is a strategy that, in, especially an old school survivor, is something that we kind of look under, you know? Yeah. And, and, and once again, I'm going to keep saying this because I feel very strongly about it. Go ahead, do it. The, the fact that, yes, she wasn't flashy or anything like that doesn't take away from her being a part of these big things that, oh yeah, she's not calling the shots. But the winners of these seasons, more often than not, are not the ones calling shots. Let me just make sure that I, what I just said makes sense. I'm pretty sure it does. Um, the people that are making all these flashy moves either don't make it to the end for them to do it, or if they do, they're perceived as a dick. Every now and then you'll have a Tony who wins his first time. Somehow. Because, yeah. Yeah. So... Yes, Vesepia is a part of that that vote on Hunter, and that Vesepia is a part of that vote on Rob. And then from there, we hit the best, I would say, the best or the second best episode of the season, uh, where they flip and take out John Carroll, and then that starts a, a, a reverse paganging, where they take out that uh, that row two four. But it's because Vesepia... And Sean spent all of that episode basically saying, hey, Nalia Pascal, do you not see what these four J-Brones are doing? And they're like, oh, no, like, it's a six and this, that, and the other. And then they have the, I, I call it the pecking order challenge. I can't remember what they called it this season. I love that. Like, those challenges, I wish they brought those back because that in itself completely shakes up the game every single season. And this um, is the first time that it actually, like, did because – Pascal and Nalia saw that these four are like having out here having a grand old yeah. time. They know what's up, and they're like, "Oh, they were very arrogant about it." I don't want to finish. Nalia's biggest move <laughs> this season was saying, "I don't want to be sixth place." And it's like, "Oh, you're so adorable." And um, she was like, "She's like, you know." And I do. I like the line that she said. You know, when she was like. We work too hard to be fifth and sixth. We're not doing this, you know. And that, like, I think that was a really, really big line for her, and a big mm-hmm. like come to Jesus kind of moment. Um, so I think I, I agree with that. I do. Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, her her second biggest line besides "Do you want some of my mint?" Uh, which is where my name comes from. The embarrassment um. <laughs> that I feel. We'll get there, but the embarrassment I feel. So- <laughs> Once again, it's not just Vesepia. It's Vesepia, Sean, and Kathy basically saying, we need to flip this now or we're all getting picked off and you guys don't even see it. And so they flip the vote on John. Uh, biggest line of the season, checkmate, bruh. You thought you had me, but we'll definitely be getting some My chicken waffles. favorite. <laughs> checkmate, oh, bruh, is amazing. Sean Rector, I love you. Um, but that happens. And then, like I said, it's it's basically a pagonging after that. They, they, they take out the rest of the the row to four there. And, um, you know, Pascal and Aaliyah kind of keep their mouths shut for most of it. They don't, they, they're, they're just trying to save the course and picking these people off. And Kathy along with the same, it's very, it's there. It's very pedestrian few episodes until we get to final six, until we get to final five, until we get to final five. And that's whenever Kathy's divided between like, Cat, yeah. Pascal, Nalia, and then um, and then uh, Sean, yeah, and Vesepia, yeah. 
So like, and and at that point, she's like, "Well, dang, like, what am I supposed to do there?" And the, the I'm not a Pascal fan at all. Uh, but the the one of the more telling things uh, at the beginning of that episode, Pascal basically says, "It'd be a disgrace if someone like V or Sean won the game." And obviously, that rubbed me the wrong way because right. me and Sean aren't really that alike. Besides the whole god thing i didn't i never got the vibe that they were like overly similar that might not be true but i never got the vibe that they were so when he says that i'm like oh god um here you know here we go again with this and they spend a lot of the episode you know you know v and sean say it's a race thing pascal and Alir, like that's disgusting that we never do that and they say the, the, the line, which, like, I mean, like, now especially, when, like, in, in 2022, it, it, you would just cringe, you know, but they were like, we don't see color in this tribe. Like, it doesn't exist. And I'm like, okay. like <laughs> Easy for you to say, but. <laughs> so we we have the five. And once again, to V's credit, and V and Sean's credit, because Pasco and Aaliyah are sitting there saying straight up, we will never vote against each other, period. We're telling everyone this. We're never going to vote against each other. Don't even think about it. V and Sean actually say, if it's in my best interest, I wouldn't mind doing this. V's actually proven it by voting against Rob earlier in the season. Yes, Rob wasn't Sean, but she still voted against someone that was with her. Right. So they're sitting there saying that, and uh, uh, quick side note before we get back to it. I know you had mentioned the the reward challenge um, with, with Pascal and Sean. Can we talk about uh, it for like 10 seconds? I just have like, yeah. it just, okay, so this is before the, the, the final five, right? Um, and it's like like the seven, I think it's the- Yeah, I think, I think it's around yeah. seven. Oh my, okay. So the, the, one, the one thing that moved me besides obviously Vesepia's win that made me like an emotional wreck, you know? was um uh pascal and um is it pascal or pascal i, I say know. both i don't it's care pappy um pappy, yeah uh, that line just, just creeps me out um pappy and then uh sean whenever they both win it's like two very unlikely people from two very very different backgrounds you know and they were paired together at random to like they had to fill up like a coconut tube with water or something like that. And like they obviously were not thrilled to work together. And like they just like hugged each other and like rolled around in the sand. And then like their whole reward was just like this like beautiful moment where they were able to kind of escape away from like every single challenge that got them to where they were at that moment, you know, and just mm -hmm. really be able to enjoy each other's presence and like find similarities in a place where like differences were a lot more plentiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I that was one episode that I could tolerate. Um, tolerate. Pathful. Pathful. <laughs> I could tolerate pathful. Oh, that's fine. Um, and then once again, we're still on the side road before we get back to the final five. Then Pascal and Nelia also win the, the cruise type challenge uh, or the cruise type reward where Nelia does, they don't come back with food, and Leah won't shut the hell up about everything that they did, and Her she hair. brings the mint back. Yes. Well, okay, so I actually, because I was the same way as you, I was like, well, like, like that really sucks. Like, why wouldn't she think about everyone else and try to bring back food? Because like Sean did, and Pascal did it. And well, apparently, they told me they couldn't, right? 
Yeah, they told yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched the reunion, which, by the way, there is no way that the reunion at the time was on Hulu because I feel like I watched it for the first time tonight. Um, with oh, Rosie O'Donnell. The reunion, we'll, we'll touch on that because the reunion is uncomfortable from the very beginning. Rosie right after O'Donnell the, is. The Rosie queen. O'Donnell thing is just like, oh my gosh, why is this happening? I would die for her. I was like, what is she doing? Oh, I love anyway. her, but let, let's get to that. Let's <laughs> yeah, get to that but like, so, so she did talk to Nalia and she was like, why did you keep talking about this mint? Like, that was, like, ridiculous. And she was like, honestly, like, I tried to keep, uh, like, they told us we couldn't smuggle any food. So I tried to keep as many mints as I could in my cheeks. And there was only one left, which is why I asked everyone if they wanted the lick of my mint. And then I was like, oh, well, now I feel like a jerk, you know, because I was, like, judging her. But then like, it's all she had, you know? So, I mean, I get it, you know? <laughs> Sean, Sean's confessional where he's like, oh, yeah, it's like saying, have this piece of doo-doo. <laughs> 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 it's one of my favorites <laughs> but the sepia even in that situation she's like oh no sweetheart thank you so much she's just being awfully then, nice about the fact that this woman is offering me a used mint and she's oh no thank you so thank you so much <laughs> and then like they go to the confessional and she's like through her teeth going like she's so sweet <laughs> she doesn't um, mean it <laughs> um so <laughs> So back to the final five. I love her. Back to the final five. Um, we get here, and like I said, the the episode, the race card is being pulled more than once on both sides, and well, one side is pull, saying it's not, it doesn't exist. The other side is saying it does. Kathy's in the middle, and Kathy's being neurotic as always. Because I don't, I'm like, I just don't get, I don't get Kathy. I, I just, well, I have to talk about Kathy later. So let's put a pin in that. Okay. Cause I just, I just love her like this season. So right we there. get, so we get to uh, the final five tribal. Yeah. And I honestly think that, so the, like, I, I think that is one of my favorite tribals ever, even though it doesn't go the way that I wanted it to go. Right. Um, I think that Kathy made a bad decision in that case only because one oh, I'm not I'm not biased. This is not a biased answer. The reason I think she made a bad decision in that situation is Pascal and Aaliyah have straight up said we will never vote against each other. Which means if you make it to the final three with them and you don't win immunity, you're not going to the end. Period. Right. Sean right. and B probably are still in the same boat. They've ever vocalized it, but they're right. probably in the same boat. And you decide to go with the people that have vocalized this. They have said straight to your face, "We and will everyone, never vote." Yeah, <laughs> and there was one moment where, where like I like Vesepia brought over Pascal because he's obviously like really upset, you know. So she, she brings him over, and she's like, "Let's have a discussion about like why you felt like really attacked during the previous tribal." And he's like. Well, I said that I would never vote Nalia out. Like I, I just won't. And um, they and and Kathy yeah. literally says like, "Oh, I didn't know that." Like that in itself should have been a wake up call to her, where she can at least attempt to really like break up that that group of two. You know? Oh no, no, she's a robbed queen. I'm sorry. Like I know I'm coming off as condescending when it comes to Kathy, no. but like it's just. I I get what you're saying, um, because like I like we we talked about her on All Stars a little bit, and honestly, I did not remember her, um, because like whenever I came, I rewatched All Stars, 
And so I'm glad that we got to rewatch Marquesas because she's just like the ultimate hype woman, you know? And I really, I lived for her. I lived for her energy and her, like, and her King just, on like, hands and lust for life. I, I lived for it, you know? And I think that, like, I thought that she did a really great job, but I think that my, my biggest flaw with her gameplay, which we, we can pick up a lot more in New School Survivor, was that she just honestly had a hard time. Like, she knew the move she had to make, but she just wouldn't make it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think that was to Vesepia's credit as we we're going to get to, uh, well, first we get to final four and my favorite, this is my favorite Vesepia moment of the season. I'm pretty sure is they know it's going to be um, the challenge where they have to answer questions about the jurors. Right. And Vesepia is smart enough to take notes on everybody in the game and is like has everything. That's one of her big moves, I would say. That, that sure. is probably her biggest move of the season because everyone well, there's I think Nalia Nalia asks asks her where I think Patricia is from. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, it might be somebody else. Um, and Vesepia this plays dumb and then gets a confession. It's like, oh, I know exactly where this person's from. They're from here. I'm not going to tell them that because I know if I lose this challenge, I'm going home. Exactly. And then she gets every single question right during the challenge. It's not like everyone else was like dumb. Like a lot of people got a lot of the questions right, but I'm pretty sure she's the only one that got 100%. She did. And so now they have to turn on each other. And now Kathy's like, oh man, I wish I, you know, I, I'm screwed here. Right. Please help me. And Vesepia and her, you know, as 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 a, a fair queen, she grants her the chance to stay. And then the rock draw happens. Pascal has his thing. Ugh. Uh, he can piss off. Uh, we get to final three. And one, this is probably Vesepia's second biggest move of the game. Do you want to go with it? Do you want to... Say what happens. It's my favorite. So the my, my favorite part of the season is whenever they, they bring them all together. Um, and he says, like, Kathy's like, okay, like, I'm, I'm willing to go final two with you. If you are willing to, um, to work with me, I want to vote out Pascal. Right? Isn't that what happened? And then she's like, no, I want to vote out Nalia. Like, and she was like, okay, let's do it. Like, so that in itself, I think, really helped to, to bridge the divide. But Jeff Probst was like, um, I didn't tell you guys what would happen if we had a tiebreaker. It was like a whole big thing. Do you remember? Yeah. It was my oh, favorite. I, it was my favorite. I so they 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 get to the they get to the challenge. And and actually, I know that who 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 said. I think it was Ross a couple weeks ago that said Hand on the Heart Idol is like overrated, which no. What is um, the Hand on the Heart Idol? I really I didn't remember that, what he that's was. That's what saying. the final that's what the final three challenge was. Oh crazy. really? Yeah. Really? That's what, that's what it's called. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's just, my whole it's life standard. has been a lie. I had no idea what he Oh, he's wrong. Oh, I disagree. I have to write him a letter. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> so they're doing it. And Vesepia basically makes this deal. Hey, Nalia. Oh, like after she, after she gets out. No, after Kathy gets out. Hey, if you do this, I'll drop. 
Knowing full well that if Nalia is going to give her word on something, she's probably going to, you know, she probably actually believes it. Right. So, and Kathy, like that that scene, Kathy just turns like this, like she's, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe I'm being screwed like this, or in her word, screwed. Um, so we get to that 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 last um, tribal council before final tribal, and Nalia keeps Vesepia, which I think that of those three, Nalia probably had the worst chance of winning out of those three. I, I don't think I don't think that if she had picked either one, she was going to win. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think like it honestly really shocked me whenever I like rewatched this. Like how many people said that Nalia had a chance to win though, you know, mm-hmm. I think that a lot, cause I was like, you know, rehearing that I'm like, really, you know, cause I didn't really see it. Um, especially just because like she even said herself a few times that she didn't start playing until day 26, you know? Um, so yeah, something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, that's what she just kept saying over and over. And so, like that, I think if, if she was able to say that her strat, she started playing day one and her strategy was to work with the majority until the end, like I think that in itself might have changed her gameplay a little bit. But I, I do think that Kathy had a bigger, more extravagant gameplay. So if she chose to take Kathy, it would be different too, you know? So I like maybe it's, I, I can't even say it's, uh, it's been a while since I watched the season because I just recently rewatched the season. I don't remember Kathy doing anything big that Vesepia and Sean and Pasco and Aaliyah were not a part of. That, okay, that, that, that's a good question. Because um, I agree with you. I think that, I mean, they, they stayed in the majority and they stayed strong together for, for most of it. Um, I think with Kathy, the differentiation was just her personality. I think that, that really gravitated people a lot more she was a woman who just thrived in the outdoors and she had so much energy and so much hype for every single challenge every single piece she won more individual immunity challenges than most other people right like between her and Vesepia, they they were both big winners yeah um they're and the, so biggest winners the Nalia season. didn't win anything right until the until the the heart challenge the heart, right hand on a heart idol <laughs> i can't believe that was i was like okay let's keep moving in the contest i had no idea that's what it was called this changes my life well now we have to bring him back because we have to have like at least 30 minute discussion on why he's wrong <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um so yeah i don't know like i i, I just i with, with kathy i just really appreciated her spirit a lot more i think it was easier to pick up on this time as opposed to um uh all stars i didn't see that much of her until it was too late whenever rob was about to vote um her biggest she's telling jenna that she's a cancer on the season when her mom has has once again i'm back on the all stars as a dumpster fire train it's been i'm a a few weeks removed from rewatching it all stars is not good um so we get to final tribal we're not doing this again uh (laughs) Final every time until you admit you're wrong. <laughs> we get to final tribal, and what I loved about being in this situation is this jury is hostile. This jury is probably bitter. It's six one. Mad, yeah. It's six one row two Maramu. The only Maramu person is Sean. We know Sean's going to vote for V, because uh, of course. Uh, but realistically. The six row two people probably, you know, going in probably should be voting for Nalia. But 
And I don't know, oh no, before we get to that, when they're doing um the fallen comrades or they're when they're walking in the new the rites of passage when they're when they're doing the, the torches and um someone gives a confessional where they say, Oh yeah, both these people claim to be religious, but like they were two of the, the biggest liars out there, and it's like screw you. But anyway, we get to the we get to the final tribal and they're attacking both of them. And Vesepia, to her credit, she keeps saying, like, I did what I had to do. My issues are with God now. It has no, I don't have to, like, I don't, you know, any lies that I did, I will have to apologize later to, you know, my God and all this. I don't have to apologize right. to you all about this because I knew what I had to do in a game. I, you know, she talks about how she had her, her memory, or not her memory, her, um, her blessings board or something like that, where she wrote like play survivor when all that. No, and, her computer. Yeah. She, she yeah. wrote that like on her little sticky notes, like right next to her computer. Yes. And we, we get to Nalia, as you mentioned earlier, sitting there saying, Oh yeah. I didn't start playing until day 19. Day or day, 20, I think she said day 26. 26. I swear day on 26, my life. Even, even worse. I, I will bet both of my fur children on this. Oh, it was okay. day 26. I swear. It's all okay. I have. I mean, you don't have to swear. <laughs> she, the moral point me. of the story is she keeps openly admitting that she didn't start playing until late in the game. And if the step is sitting there saying from the be- very beginning, I was doing this, that, and the other, and the other person is saying, oh yeah, I kind of chilled until I yeah. realized I was on the bottom. I didn't have to fight until I thought that I had to. Like, that in itself isn't an argument, you know? Yeah, it's it's not. And so, in a situation where Vesepia should lose 6-1, to one, we know, and, and, like, it's funny looking back on it now, because as a child, I didn't think that any, like, I thought, I, I didn't think that anybody had a set like vote i i thought oh maybe sean will vote for nilly or like whatever every time i've watched the season since then it's like oh yeah it's very obvious that sean is going to vote for vesepia it's very uh, uh obvious that pascal and kathy are going to vote for nalia because kathy's bitter that vesepia lied to her right uh and so you basically have the row two four figuring out where they're going to vote and I, I mean, I'm, I wasn't overly surprised. Like every, you know, Seppi winning four three. I'm more surprised that Nalia got a third vote because I thought it. I thought all the row two, all the rest of the row two people were going to vote yeah. for Vizepia. Uh I don't understand why that V doesn't stand for victory. <laughs> v yeah. Oh God. Wait, so who all voted for Nalia again? Remind me. Uh, it was Zoe, Kathy, and Pascal. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, because that, that was another stab at um at Vesepia then. Whenever Kathy was like, "B doesn't stand for victory." No, no, no. That was that was Zoe that said that. Really? Yeah. I thought it was Kathy. No, I think Zoe said V doesn't stand for victory today. Uh, Nalia is the is the sole survivor because that actually that was like the last. Uh, I think that was the last parchment that Jeff read of. Nalia. Oh, interesting. Um, oh, that's like poetic. And I'm like, wait a minute. What what kind of beef does Zoe have with Vesepia based off of that final tribal? Like, yes, yeah. Vesepia probably antagonized people a little bit more than Nalia did, but like she sucked her gun. She didn't she didn't go in there and let them bully her. 
like a right. lot of other people do. Like she sat there and, you know, she took it on the nose for the times that the, uh, one of the, the, the questions and statements that she needed to, but for the questions and statements that she needed to like put her foot down and say, no, screw you. My, like, like I said, she said that I have to, you know, I have to apologize to God and all this. I don't have to apologize to any of you. I did what I had to do to win the game. Um, so we get, you know, we get that four, three vote and every, it gets me every time when this winner, uh, survivor, my case is Giuseppe, She falls out the chair. Sean's on top of her. Nalia's on top of her. It's, I, I, I love every second of it. So how did you think the, did you think that the right person won in that situation? Oh, yeah. Like, I, okay. I think that, like, I, it's hard because, like, I mean, I definitely think that Vesepia did the best job because she was able to play the middle ground until it was important for her to make those big strides. And I think that that was, like, the best strategy that you could do, especially whenever there was so much uncertainty going on with the merge, the swaps, vice versa. You know, I mean, it's it's the best to be the middle person until you have to make your name known, you know? Yeah. Um, Nalia had an interesting challenge because most people on the jury, she knew at least from the start. Um, and that was that that was kind of her Achilles heel in, in this season, you know, because this was a situation where people personally knew her and they didn't just have to take your word for it for how you played the game. So that, that made things a lot harder for her to be able to defend her spot and her admitting that she didn't felt like she didn't have to try until day 26. Like that, that's a challenge, you know, that that's an issue. Um, I do think that the Vesepia did the best job, especially because she was in the minority, you know, for the majority and she was losing the majority of the time and she still found a way to, to fight and keep her name above water. So mm -hmm. I, I'm very pleased that that Vesepia won. Me too. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna you love her because uh, I love her. Um, you do. You so her. she she wins, uh, and I think to 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 wrap this up, because like I said at the beginning of the show, there was this time in history where the internet. Just deemed her as like the one of the worst winners because she wasn't flashy or she didn't she wasn't a challenge beast or whatever the hell. Yeah, I think that now I I hope I hope we're coming out of this whole big moves um, uh, phase of Survivor where people start to value the social game again. And I think Erica winning this best pat this past season shows that that could be the case. But even before Erica, a lot of the winners that we had in the thirties. We're not flashy players. They were the social player. We had Michelle Fitzgerald uh, as a social player. We had Tommy as a social We had Chris Underwood, who should, like... He, he, a flashy player because he was voted yeah. out. <laughs> he was a social player when he needed to at the end. Um, Wendell. Wendell won over Dominic because I feel like Wendell had the better relationships because social game. Uh, everyone was convinced that Sarah was their best friend in Game Changers. Social game. Yeah. Uh, Tony, in season 40, where he should be an obvious first target, played an amazing... So Shoot, all three of them played an amazing social game in that season. Michelle, again, making it to the finals, uh, being on the bottom the entire time. Um, so, there. this has been... I'm I'm glad that we're going back to people acknowledging and respecting the social game because it is social strategic, not strategic social. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it, 
and Vesepia. Relationships come first every yeah. season, and people have to know that before they go into the game. Yes, and I think that uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, especially with the 42 cast like officially revealed. We've already known about <gasps> Did it. Did you watch it? No, Did I'm... you already look at them? No, I mean, yeah, I've looked at them. I haven't watched their videos yet, though. They have their audition videos. They're out. You have oh to watch goodness. them. Okay, I have to watch this. Um, I'm hoping that the winner that we get this year, yes, they could be, they could play some strategy. Cool. But I think that, you know, this is just one Jay Brown on the internet talking about it. But, like, I, what I respect the most, the way that I think I would play is social. And I got that from watching Vesepia from watching, shoot, from winners watching two through four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Winners, winners two through four, Tina, Ethan, and Vesepia were social players. They were. I mean, that's we get we get Brian Heideck, who's like the sociopath strategic player. Um, but I am we, we get to the reunion. We get to the reunion quickly. Once again. It was only uncomfortable for me. It was cringy. Lizzie O'Donnell, like, came Lizzie O'Donnell down trying on a to flirt with Colby, and it's like, oh God, why is I, this happening? I was so confused. I was like, how did I get here? Like, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> it was the happening? best. I live for it. Was this um, the last time that like a different non-Jeff host hosted? Had... Yeah. I think it was the last time that non-Jeff hosted. I love having Rosie O'Donnell, but it did feel weird not having Jeff. Yes, and I think yeah, I do think it starts with Thailand, which I think I've watched the Thailand reunion maybe once because I don't rewatch Thailand unless I have to. I and, refuse to watch. I will never do it. You and like me. the reunion is uncomfortable because the 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 Ted Gandhi thing is played for laughs again. It's like what is uh, happening here? Um, uh, but we will be back next week to talk about. Black winner number two, Earl Cole from Survivor Fiji, um, which I'm excited to finally rewatch. It's been probably like two years since I've rewatched Fiji. Um, so I'm, ex- I'm excited. And that's also our first all-black final three, which I'm also very excited about. Our only all-black final three, which I'm also excited to watch. Um, and if any final thoughts on Vesepia and or Marquesas? I think that it set a really good platform for how we play Survivor today. You know, just re-watching it. I think the only thing that's really different is that everyone was, like, really, like, um, hunky-dory. Like, you know, we're all family. We're the love tribe. Like, I heard that, like, a thousand times. So I think that's the only really differentiation, that it's not as cutthroat. But it really helped to set the platform for how critical social game is to get you to where you need to be and how important playing that middle ground is and that you don't always have to be the top of every single thing. It's it's a give or take to make it all the way to the top. Yeah, I agree. And uh, as we will see next week, there is a way for someone to be overly, or not overly strategic, but strategic enough while also being everyone's best friend and pulling out the win. Uh, next week, It's all about Earl Cole. Uh, So until then, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes and all that jazz. Uh, Let's do it. And follow us on Twitter, too. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and the Facebook and all that jazz. Um, Yeah. Make us famous. (laughs) uh, We will see you all on the other side.